Hello and welcome to Misunderstood, the show for all you culturally and politically misunderstood ladies or gents. We are your hosts. I'm Kat. And I'm Nat. And today we're going to talk about the potential link between fatherlessness and mass shootings and discuss millennial burnout. But first, we're going to start things off with our patented culture shock moment of the week. Take it away, Kat. So guess what's for lunch, guys? It's bugs! Let them eat bugs! (laughs) Oh, yummy! So this article is from our very own Rebel News, written up by Lewis Brackpool. Lewis Brackpool! Um, This is a story about a couple schools in Wales in the UK who are starting to serve the kids bugs in their lunches so that they can acquire a taste for the alternative protein. Okay, why do you think they're testing this crap on kids? Do you think it's because they're like more likely to be fearless and experimental like or oh it's i think it's because they can't do it it's not like they can get in their car and go and buy them <laughs> and run away screaming yeah. yeah well that's disgusting let's just test more on our children yeah. well i was thinking it's funny because there's always like that one kid who eats bugs yeah but it's like that kid's weird yeah why are we trying to make that all, normal all of them <laughs> yeah. are gonna be weird now i guess next thing you know they're gonna be like boogers why they're nutritional and good for the environment yeah and i'm out <laughs> i am out bye-bye Yeah, that's nasty. Don't feed your kids bugs. Don't do it. We will judge you. We will. We absolutely will. I am. Yeah. Speaking of fathers. Yeah. (laughs) JK, JK, JK. Yeah. Um, Can we pull up a tweet that we saw last week uh, from Matt Walsh? This is about the tragic shooting that took place in Texas um, on May 24th, where an 18-year-old male slaughtered 21 innocent individuals, 19 of which were beautiful children. Um, so he has a he had a really good take, and we just like to talk about that. Yeah. The tweet reads, start with a boy, take away his father, sit him in front of a screen all day, feed him porn, feed him an endless stream of content, give him no moral formation, no guidance, no companionship, give him drugs, isolate him. So a lot of people are calling for very, very strict gun control in the wake of the shooting. We're not going to really talk about that so much. There's, there yeah. is a lot to unpack there as yeah. well. And that's um, a nuanced topic. I think it is a nuanced topic. And, we, to and maybe we'll talk about guns another day. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to talk kind, about. Not these kinds. Yeah, well, we can always talk about these yeah. guys here. Um, but I really, like, both of us saw this tweet. And actually, no, I think you saw it and sent it to me. But it's it's a really interesting take because we don't we always talk we always hear from you know certain people about gun control when mm-hmm. when mass shootings happen but guns have been around and I heard this actually from Tim Dillon on my drive in this morning he was nice. talking about it as well uh, guns have been around for a long time mm-hmm. and yet the number of mass shootings has yep. gone steadily up and people will say well there's like more ma- magazines yeah yeah you can still kill people with any kind of gun you can kill people with a knife so. Um, why are there more mass shootings now than ever in history? Yeah, I would like to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of people, too, like to play the whole mental health card. And while I do think there's an argument to be had, actually, uh, study, studies show that mass shooters, you know, don't just suddenly break. They typically decide. And I have some stats on this. Sorry, one second oh, here. Cool. In 2018, a deep investigation of 63 rampage rampage shooters conducted by experts with the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit showed that only a quarter of the offenders were known to have been professionally diagnosed with a mental illness of any kind. So basically, blaming mental illness kind of inflicts a stigma on people who actually have a mental illness. Yeah, and many, many of which do not commit violent crime. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's more important, I think, than pointing fingers even at people is we should be more equipped to be able to tell the warning signs of someone who may 
mimic or you know mirror symptoms of someone mm -hmm. who's about to go shoot up yeah well especially because this guy was posting about wanting to shoot up an elementary school on facebook now right it was the same day so it didn't give like people a lot of time to react but mm -hmm. still social media is pretty instant people could have report like you can report a tweet if it offends you yeah how many people reported his facebook posting i'm gonna go shoot up an elementary school probably not so one person actually did tell Ooh. the FBI in advance. So that is something you guys should look into. A girl on, I think it was Twitch or they were playing video games or something. He basically admitted to her um, and she was like, uh-oh. I don't know if it was her or if that was the Buffalo shooting though. There have been two shootings yes. recently, but yes. anyway, the, the point is in both of those cases, the police actually were made aware of these troubling mm -hmm. sort of notions about these people. Um, so... And also, like, just, you know, there's lots of things in this Matt Walsh tweet. And the main one, I think, is the fatherlessness thing. Yeah. Where, um, I did a little research, and it turns out there is a huge correlation between fatherlessness and violent crime. Yeah. Huge correlation. Um, well, I was on this. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, when 25% of children in America are growing up in single-parent households, yeah. like, that's... The odds are not great. Right. And so when we're looking for a causation for why there's more mass shootings now than 50 years ago, when they still had rifles and automatic weapons yeah um maybe we can look at uh fatherlessness as one of the things um because that's also increasing um i found this this website called fathers.com oh cool super cute, that's cute. um <laughs> but they had a, a article about the consequences of fatherlessness and there's just like a couple of things here um you have a higher likelihood of living in poverty, dramatically higher risk of drug or alcohol abuse, higher likelihood of behavioral problems, lower GPA, and an increased risk of engaging in crime and right. delinquency, and also of uh, having juvenile sex. So crime is the, the big boy there. Yeah. Um, and Obama talked about this, too, a while ago. Yeah. We've, we've actually mentioned that quote, I think, on the show before yeah. um, about fatherlessness and it the implications that that has on society uh, specifically I think young men yeah you know because yeah. young men I think when you grow when a child's growing up they want to be like the person raising them that is the same sex as them I think you're like yeah. oh I want to be like mommy and wear yeah. her shoes or I want to be like daddy and wash the car I don't know yeah you know? well like, I, I was reading this thing about how um how different parents like different genders engage in different kinds of play with their kids so right. a mother will engage in certain type of play but a father generally engages in a more physical play like wrestling and stuff and right. um that allows the child, the young boy, to exercise his body in a way that he learns the, um, the how to use his body and his limitations right. and his strength. And his father gives him like um, a sense of be like uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, like, like a, a sense, sense of, of confidence, yeah, and, for sure, and belonging and and purpose as a boy, almost. as a man, yeah. exactly. So when the young boy goes out into the world, having not had that experience, he wants the world to see I'm a man, I'm important here with character. Here I yeah. am, and he might take it in a negative direction, yeah. where he will become uh, involved in gangs or or do something. I mean, this is obviously a, a rare example, but in its rarity it's so it affects so many people yeah so there is like obviously what well, we're not saying that if you don't have a father you're no no one yeah. is a monolith and we no, see that of course we've not. repeated that a million yes. times on the show i think the issue is when you're raised by a single parent and again this is not this is not always the case no, no one is a monolith there are amazing single parents out there but mom or single mom or single dad let's say have to work to make a living for mm -hmm. the family and they're not around as much which leaves a child yeah. to their own devices which yeah. means they're going to go down that rabbit hole on the internet they're going to watch porn they're going to yeah. they're going to get into trouble because no one's there to stop them right and i think 
that's the biggest issue in society as a whole, period, because we know that the nuclear family is the, the basis for a strong, highly functioning and fruitful society, right? Mm -hmm. So when you take that away, you're going to have these isolated children who are alienated. They, you know, when if we're talking about fatherlessness, the son can't go. What male figure do they have to confide in? Mm -hmm. They they take to the how, Internet. How does dad react to anger? How right. does he deal with stress? And when he's confronted, like if you don't have an example, you might just go to television and movies and whatever else. And you see, oh, right. violence, sex, whatever drugs. It's like we need. I think there is a stat that says like the, the less amount of uh, parental time you have, the more likely you are to engage in these. Like it's not just men who are more likely to engage in adolescent sex or um, behavioral issues. It's women as well. Yeah, of course. Um, and it's you might have a single parent who dedicates all of the time that they have sparingly to yeah. you and to guiding you. And that's amazing. And you're you're going to be fine. Absolutely. Fine. No, absolutely. And I, I think it's important to say, you know, I don't think that people are born murderers. Like, no. I think that's the point I mean, we're I trying to like, maybe, think, OK, some people are. There like, probably is like, one, you know, like, one you know, there two. are some there's yeah. some there's some wild people out yeah. there. But I think for the most part, you're created. Right. And your surroundings are it's like the nature versus nurture yeah. aspect of things. And I think that, you know, a lot of these kids, too, like they start to feel alienated young and then they are bullied in school, let's say, because apparently bu being bullied has a huge uh, yeah. impact on like these types of loner shooters, for example. Um, mm -hmm. People who have been, you know, harassed by family members or abused, things yeah. like that. Well, um, that's another thing um, with the fatherlessness. It's not just engaging in adolescent sex. It's being uh, the victim of sexual violence. Right. So if you don't have a parent around to watch you, you're more likely to have like, oh, this random babysitter or mom's boyfriend. And that's when kids are abused. More right. Likely. So that definitely, definitely lends to this kind of psychotic break. Right. Because it's childhood trauma that yes. they don't know how to deal with because they don't have anyone to go to. And um, and apparently, uh, according to The Atlantic, there was a study of 15 school shootings from 1995 to 2001, which found that acute or chronic rejection um, in the form of ostracism, bullying and or romantic rejection was present in all but two of the inc incidents. So that's a huge, that's huge. That's a lot. So what what do we do? Like, what's what's the solution here? Because obviously fatherlessness is something conservatives are. We always talk about it. But how do we actually change things? How do we prevent these tragedies from occurring? Because I, I think most people on the right and the left want the same thing at the end of the day. We yeah, just don't want, want less violence. Exactly. Yeah. We don't want innocent blood shed. No, um, no sane person wants that. Yeah. Um, but I, I just like I just wonder what is an actually a healthy solution to this? What do you do you have any thoughts on that? Um, well, one of the things that I wrote down um, was from Peterson, actually, Jordan Peterson, in his book, 12 guy. Rules for Life, one of his rules uh, is rule six, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. And in that chapter, he discusses uh, the psychology of mass shooters, specifically the Columbine shooters. Right. Um, and he has a quote here. It says mass murderers believe that the suffering att attendant upon existence justifies judgment and revenge as the Columbine, Columbine boys so clearly indicated. Um, one of the things that one of those guys said himself was... Um, in his like manifesto or something. He, right. He said the human race isn't worth fighting for. It's only worth killing. And mm. that is like the darkest form of depression that you can have. And I think it's like so to extrapolate, like did this kid who 
killed all these actual children. Did he hate the children? Probably not. He he hates the world. He's yeah. so depressed. He hated he the world. He probably hates himself, yeah, too. Because he's part of the world. So yeah. for me, I think the answer, to go back to your question, would be like, you need to find things about the world to love. And we need to share those things with, with these people. And bring out the like for me things that i love is like seeing people do good like when i go to church and i see volunteers like they have you know bible study for kids and people are volunteering their time and not just that you don't have to be religious but like people who donate their time to help elderly people like serving people, others serving yeah. others and you know to be silly about it like i can be in a really really bad mood but i'll see like a dog walking down the street wagging his tail and i'm like ah oh. so for me that brings me joy and yeah. i'm like okay the world I can be in a really sour mood, but the world isn't so bad in yeah. that moment. So I feel like these these people, they need to have the glass, the fogginess like dissipated and see. They need to be enlightened. Yeah, like, I do think see that's that a the spiritual world is a good thing. place. Yeah, I and that's that's a hard one. That is tough. Yeah, I de like, and you know, the root of fatherlessness and single parent households, for the most part, is. Uh, like secularism, it's sin, right? Um, and that's part of the reason why I think um, there's such a clear attack on the nuclear family in general. I also think something actionable that would be fruitful is like we mentioned earlier, just to know like the warning signs. Like what is this, if you're a teacher, for example, what's this student like? How are they interacting with other kids? Are yeah. they are they mouthy? Are they like, are they, is, are they personally not taking care of themselves? Are they yeah. like stalking kids, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, like, does this person, like, how do they speak about things? Or do they speak violently? Do they want to be famous? Because a lot of these yeah, shooters so want fame. That's what I was going to say. Um, in one of these articles, it was from Evie, and it's everything we know about the, the sh school shooter. Yeah. Um, we're not, we've decided, like, we don't think that we should share his picture, share his name, because it goes back to this exact point where a lot of these people... They can't. So in America, fame is such a huge part of the culture and mm -hmm. everyone wants to be TikTok famous or Instagram famous. And um, yeah, if you feel like you're such a loner, a loser, an idiot that you're never going to be famous for anything like that, maybe infamy is a lot easier of yeah. a way to get on the newspaper. And I think it's I think as a society, we have a, a, a moral obligation not to give them that infamy i agree don't talk like talk about the tragedy talk yeah. about what we can do next time talk highlight about the, the victims the victims exactly yeah. and what we can do to prevent this what people did in the moment like that guy who left his barber shop and went and saved his own child yeah. and a bunch of other kids and his wife yeah like, talk heroes. about them exactly yeah. talk about them but don't talk about this monster because i had sympathy for him before he picked up that gun yeah as a young boy who was bullied and who had an ostracized yeah, yeah ostracized didn't have his father in his life i had some i have sympathy for that but as soon as you took the lives of any children you yeah. you lost that from me yeah and justice must be served right yes absolutely yeah. and uh, again peterson um blah, blah 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 yeah so peterson tweeted last week um he tweeted the following we have to agree to never publicize the names of school shooters and other publicly seeking mass murderers this is not a gun or even a mental health issue and obviously that can be argued but, yeah for sure um it's an issue of malevolent narcissists weaponizing mass media. Stop publishing their names and the problem will end. Yeah. Maybe it won't end completely, but I bet it would be like 70% less. Like we, we, and, and again, I was listening to Tim Dillon talk about this and he brought up a really good point. It's like how many people watch like, um, serial killer documentaries. Like right. I have, I, I went through I'm this whole. I'm too scared, but yeah. Good, good yeah. for you. No, yeah. it's just because like, I went through a phase where I was like obsessed with true crime and it's like, and I, even when I'm watching them, I'm like, this is like, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. It's 
disturbing, but also we're glamorizing That's a it. really good point. It's we weird. glorify we these do. people. We, we, we make them immortal and right. we do documentaries and then we have, oh, this famous person playing them in a movie. Like that's, who doesn't want a famous person to play you in a movie? That's, yeah. But it's messed up that we do it for mass murders because we have yeah, this. Yeah, and we profit off of it. Yes. Like, you know, it's a million dollar industry, billion yeah. dollar. It's Hollywood, it's baby. It's weird. Yeah. And we should stop. We really no, it's should. true. And all we of have these, other stories to tell. No, that's a great point. I think all these actors who are rah, 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 gun control, you need to stop being in these types of films yeah, and but productions. nobody looks at that. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the media, and we're part of the media, obviously, but that's why we're choosing not to talk about him specifically. But, like, the media has a part to play in this. Yeah. Every time you post his picture and every time you say his name, you're making, you're forming the next one, yeah, arguably. That's, that's, re- that's a really good point. Um yeah, we that needs to change. I think yeah. I think that's and some countries have laws about it. That's good. I don't know the ones off the top of my head, but I can I can look it up and put it in. But um, it's a thing. It's a it's psychological a argument, yeah. and I think we should probably like if we're gonna if we're gonna start talking about ways to fix the problem, we should we should consider all the options, and that's definitely one of them. Just stop talking about the names and the, showing the pictures, and don't do any biopics about them. Yeah, stop. They're monsters. We don't want to talk about monsters. We can talk about their victims. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and let's talk about some actual solutions yeah. that are productive for everyone and that, of course, honor and glorify these innocent uh, children who were murdered mm-hmm. for no reason. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah. That was light. <laughs> that was really light. Yeah. Um, well, we had, we had to talk about it. Yeah, we had to talk yeah. about it. I would just like to correct something I said. I did find it in my notes. We have a lot of notes. We do a lot of research for this show. Um, but um, weekend. apparently a girl did, it was this shooter that the girl okay. called the FBI on. Okay. So that's, that's also a whole thank other. Thank you for doing that. Lady. Yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. it's crazy that they didn't do anything, do anything about, it. about it. I think there's a whole nother uh, discussion to be had there mm-hmm. because that's happened with the Buffalo I mean, shooter as well. Yeah. Well, um, I know that um, Tim, uh, what's his name? Dylan. No. Oh. The other <laughs> Tim. Tim Cass guy. Tim Poole. Okay. He has had the SWAT called on him multiple times because people don't like him. So <laughs> right. there is probably some sort of precedent where it's like, okay, if it's one lone person calling, like, don't send the whole squad because people do right. prank so each other. It's called swatting. Multiple, yeah. Multiple so calls, so maybe? I'm not saying that they were right not to do anything about it, but they're right. probably like, how many phone calls a day do they get of people that are just BSing and wasting their yeah. time? So, but then again, it's like, Look him up on Facebook. Yeah. As soon as you get that call, be like, oh, you know like, what? Do he just bought, he just He's 18. He just bought two guns. Oh, yeah. he talks about hating people. He he threatens people at Wendy's. Like, that's well, yeah. on record that pull he was. Up, you know, pull up their online exactly. search the history. Exactly. The fact that we have social media. Yeah. And like, uh, you can check me out, government. Yeah, nothing, you'll notice, nothing will be erased. Not, it's there forever. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll notice me not threatening people. Yeah. You'll yeah. see that. Like, you, you can you can scratch my name off that list. Yay. Like, yay. <laughs> nice. Anyways. Okay. Well, that was really Really fun. Uh, yeah. We're gonna move on because we want to make these episodes easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah. So now we're gonna talk about millennials, millennials, and the burnout, and the burnout. Okay. So I mean, it's funny because when you first sent this article over, I was like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Because it, it's BuzzFeed. Yeah, and it was written by an obvious progressive, like yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I actually kind of agreed with a lot of the points they made as a millennial. So it's from BuzzFeed. So. Sorry, yes, continue. they so they kind of here's just a quote that they had. Um, we're spoiled, entitled, lazy and failures at what's to come. What's come to be known as adulting, a word invented by millennials as a catch all for the tasks of self-sufficient existence. Um, yeah, it's kind of true. OK, there's like this huge narrative around millennials being lazy. And for a while, even I was kind of caught up 
in that I was like, you know, maybe millennials. You're not lazy. Well, I, I do, again, no one's. <laughs> she a gets monolith. up at six and runs every morning. <laughs> well, you know. But I know what you mean. We, but, we live in this world where we tell ourselves like, oh, I'm a millennial. I can't do it. I can't do adulting. Like, yeah. I'm not a change of tire. That's a fact. So. Yeah, but that's all right because yeah. you can hire FCA. someone else to. Yeah. <laughs> someone else can do it. Um, but I mean, there's a every, like it's funny because like the boomer generation. I think it's, is it Gen X is. Our parents are no, boomer Gen X. Ben, boomers are before Gen X. Okay, yeah. Boomer so, is Spice. Sorry, Gen X is Spice Girls. Okay, great. Spice Girls. Good to know. So yeah. those kind of people, they kind of look down on millennials and they're like, oh, you guys are so lazy. But I always, this always bugs me because I think about it. And I'm like, well, who raised us? Yeah. <laughs> like whose fault is it really? Yeah. And also we can't pay our rent with like two days of work. Yeah. Mom and dad. Like, that's the thing. Like, no one thinks about the fact that we're the most educated and yet we have the least opportunity to mm -hmm. buy houses. We're all we all work multiple jobs or, you know, kill yep. ourselves to make rent and to mm -hmm. pay our bills and stuff. And then living with roommates in your 30s. Exactly. And then also we were encouraged by our parents and teachers to go to university to get women's studies degrees without having to worry about paying for it. And you're like, well, of course, we're all miserable yeah. progressives. Yeah. Like, we, we don't have a shot. Yeah. Especially now with just inflation. Goodness gracious. Imagine yeah. buying a home now. No, like, I remember my mom telling me that when she was my age, and this was a couple years ago, so like I was about 30 at the time. She was like, yeah, I, I made about what you make now and my rent was $300 a month. She in Toronto. She lived dream. in Toronto. Uh, honestly, even when I moved here, I was paying like 700 bucks a month and I worked like four jobs because at the time that wasn't, Yeah. I mean, it it was it was a lot at the time and i had to yeah i had to work four jobs to pay my rent and not fall behind and pay off my stupid theater student loans should have listened to my mom and dad stupid philosophy uh, yeah <sighs> but you know like i think millennials hustle and i think that there are these lazy snowflakes that exist but i don't know i think that burnout is a real thing because even with the pandemic we all were working from home when we weren't working at rebel and you're, you're constantly on your phone, like checking your notifications. You're getting emails at all mm -hmm. hours of the day and stuff. Yes. And it's like, you can't escape work because work's on your phone. Yes. And the fact that you're working at home, they know you're like, oh, you don't have anywhere to be. Yeah. You can be dinner's already pandemic. And you're yeah, like, exactly. no, I have a life. never ending work day is what yeah. I found at my job. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Um, and it's one of the things they talk about how in this article is how like a vacation and stuff is not going to cure you from this burnout because it's kind of just like, it's embedded into our nature. Like if we're not working all the time, we're not working hard enough, for it's example. Behind. Exactly. Um, and relaxation just isn't relaxing. Yeah. Because and you're like, I could be doing more. And like you can go on a vacation, but you know you spent you saved up all year for that. Yeah. And that you're gonna be saving up all year for another one. And right. then you're missing work and you're probably stressed and your boss is emailing you while you're on vacation. Has yeah. that happened to you? Oh my to gosh, me. yes. Yeah. It happens so, all the time. So employers so our parents didn't go through that. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have email on their phone they didn't have in. social media exactly. they didn't even have cell phones they were like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna splurge and spend 500 dollars for a week in in cancun it's like nice that's dinner yeah like that's one dinner yeah <laughs> no but like it's it's um unreasonable and also i one of the things that i noticed with this article was i kind of felt like a lot of the things that this um article uh, this author was um talking about are kind of things that everyone deals with yeah they were saying human, yeah. exactly so uh, one of the quotes is like, a friend admitted that he's absorbed hundreds of dollars in clothes that don't fit because he couldn't manage to return them. That's me. Yeah, that is a millennial thing, That's, though. I can't. I know for, I have millennial friends who are like, oh, 
I have one friend who's like she buys too much on purpose and returns half of it because oh, she's yeah. like I do that smart. Too. I <laughs> it's so good for you. Like I, I make Sebastian return it. <laughs> so I literally yeah. have never returned anything that I've bought. One time I tried to Walmart. <laughs> I bought a hammock. It came in the wrong color. I tried to return it, and they I I did it all the shipping. I handed it to the person. They took it back, and then they're like, "Oh, we never received the item." Oh no! So Walmart has sixty three of my dollars. Nice. Okay, and I'm over it. But I wonder what that is with inflation. Yeah, (laughs) they owe me so much. Yeah. Um, But also I was thinking because they talk about these lists, you know, you have like um, this. This is funny. She said none of the tasks that uh, were that hard. Getting knives sharpened, taking boots to the cobbler, registering my dog for a new license, sending Mm -hmm. someone a signed copy of my book. Humble brag. Yeah. Um, Scheduling an appointment. Yada, yada. Um, I can relate. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So. The point is, is like, these are all normal things. And even my dad, who's a boomer, is like, oh, I've had a list of 19 things and I get like one done. Yeah. Do and you, then it just builds up. And it's like, OK, that's not a millennial thing. It's a human thing. Do you we think, have too much to do? Well, do you think it's like I was going to say, like, we have there aren't enough hours in the day in a way like you're you're 12 hours in and then you come home and you want to do errands, but you're just so drained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or nothing's open anymore because mm-hmm. for some reason the pandemic m- enabled oh, every business to close at like 6 p.m. That's another thing where you're like, ah, the end of the day, I can go and do my bidding. It's like everything's closed. Yeah. Even the bank. The bank closes at 4? I know. Why? You're like, you're like Why? And any government working. thing, you're yeah. like, oh, I need to change my life. Yeah, I need to go like, get my passport thing. I need to take time off work. And, and it's yeah. like, we're lucky because we have a job where we can like like be like, hey, I need to go yeah, out for an hour. There's flexibility there for sure. are not like that at all. They're like, uh, no, you're on the you're on the call. You're on this. You're yeah. you're in line. You're standing behind a counter. Yeah. Like you can't just take time off to do that. You literally have to take like a full day off. It's yeah. so ridiculous. So it's not just millennials that are are losers. It's a society. We ask way too much of, of everything people. of people, yeah. and yeah. we want things that we saw our parents have. We want to buy a house. Good luck. Well, Good luck. that's a great point too because we've talked about this before on the show. You know the self love movement. Okay, well I need to do this to better myself, to feel better, to relax, and all this. Yeah. But those things also cost money, so yeah. it's a very lucrative business. I know. Well, that that's why it's so funny. Yeah. Like that's a great point. Like when when people are like the media or articles are. Like online to help you unwind yeah, help you unwind buy this um mini fridge for your face cream yeah it's like self-love self-care it's like okay i don't have 150 dollars for no. a freaking mini refrigerator no. for beside my bed for my night cream which also costs a hundred and million dollars yeah. because we have to stay young forever we look at us yeah <laughs> is that a, no it's not a no rule. No. No. no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah i mean so i mean i think what needs to happen with these generational divides is that we need to understand where each other is coming from yeah. and the state of the world and the state of the world for sure because it is i mean i'm not complaining i i know i'm very blessed and and stuff but you know things it gets tricky it gets tricky being a millennial who's worked very hard to get to where you are and you're like i am exhausted for some reason yeah, <laughs> yeah well actually one of the things that pierre polyev was saying on his podcast with jordan peterson was that one of his constituents in where is he Car- carlton carlton yeah um one of his constituents his so this guy um works the same job that his mother worked when okay. he was when she was his age and she with that money it was like a not the best job, but it's a job. She could feed her family. She paid the rent on their, the mortgage on their home. This guy, that he, he can't afford to buy a house. He works the exact same job, but it's like, that's a, he can't afford any of the things that his mother could afford doing the, he literally is the exact same position. And it's like, whether or not Pierre Polyev can fix that, I'm not sure, but it's, it's a fact of life that we work just as hard, if not harder for less. Yeah. No, that's literally a statistic. I'm, I, yes, so look it up, people. Um, and again, we don't want to complain here, but I think it's important to highlight that everybody's tired. 
<laughs> yeah, we're tired. We're tired. Yeah, I think that's why there's so many coffee shops everywhere. Yeah, and so many new makeup lines, skincare yeah, like, lines. Like, you, like, need, you need to cover those bags. Yeah. Everything's about covering up your bag. Yeah. It's like, can we just fix the world so that we're yeah. not all like drained? Like, like you need coffee. You need a, you need an, uh, a little pick-me-up. You need some concealer. Yeah. Like, yeah. why don't we examine what's happening in yeah. the world? I don't know what the answer is. Me but either. Like, we but, need uh, to just well okay maybe there is an answer though maybe these conservative politicians who are currently campaigning to become the leader of the conservative party let's say maybe it's time for y'all to say hey maybe i should try to make life actually easier and in a productive non-socialist way for millennials to be able to be successful maybe it's maybe it is a politi maybe it is a, pol a political issue yeah. maybe it is like i don't know maybe, because uh, yeah may i mean it kind of goes against my personal like philosophy of like freedom yeah but, me too but there but are sometimes needs for, for like, government yeah, exactly. yeah no it's true and I, and I think you know so many of our generation votes like NDP or liberal and I think it's because they've worked so hard that they feel like they just they're owed something and you're not technically ever owed anything in life like the things you get are a privilege, but I think like it would be nice if people who worked their asses off every day were able to buy themselves a home. And maybe this is why people aren't having kids because it's like, I can't afford a home. So it why is. would I have a baby? It is. There is a thing where like the more education and higher um, job you have, like higher position you have, the right. less likely you are to have children or right. you're gonna have fewer children. Right. That's a thing. Yeah. It's not no, a good it's, thing. It's not a good thing. And so, and we need to, Bill Gates doesn't want us to, y'all, but we need to start reproducing. So let's get, let's make things cheaper for millennials. Maybe having <laughs> a little bottle of wine with dinner tonight. Nice. <laughs> that costs money though. Yeah. But if buy you domestic. Would, if you would like to buy us wine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, I think that's the show. Hopefully the, the end of that wasn't uh, too much of us complaining because I know. Know, I, yeah, we're not complaining. We're we, not complaining. We, it's just a real, it's a real problem, and it's not just going to affect millennials. It's going to, it's going to trickle down to yeah. Zoomers and everyone and below I think them. It's like don't be surprised when millennials vote for progressives who offer them free things. And of course, yeah. nothing is free. Yeah, but you pay you, for it with your tax. Even case. even Steve Bannon said this once. Like you really can't blame them for being flaming commies. That's <laughs> that's not that's not a direct quote, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's uh. Paraphrase. A lot of creative license was taken in this moment. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, we. Well, that's the sure. That's the sure. Thank you guys for watching. As you know, this show is available on Rebel News Plus every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. And <laughs> if you don't subscribe to Rebel News Plus, you can listen to the show, just the audio, because you can't see what's going on here. Um, on all your favorite streaming platforms for free. Yahoo! And then on Saturdays at 2 p.m., you can also watch the show for free. There you go. At watchmisunderstood.com. Or if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's available there. That's Watch Misunderstood Show. So please subscribe. Help us monetize. Let's give Rebel News a few bucks, eh? Yeah, eh? And eh? Follow us on social media. Yeah, we are your hosts. I'm Nat. And I'm Kat. We love you. Bye. Bye.